You're listening to KFCF 88.1 FM in Fresno, and it's time now for Down in the Valley with Lloyd Carter. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Lloyd Carter. You're listening to Down in the Valley, a show that focuses on water and farm issues in the San Joaquin Valley. We air on the second Friday of each month at 3 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. we got a lot on our plate today as the water world is heating up. We live out here in our desert civilization in California, but as we all know, we go through water like drunken sailors. And we are in a drought year, and all over California, cities and uh, local areas are starting to put on water restrictions from Paso Robles to Southern California Metropolitan Water District, which is the wholesaler of water for 18 million people in Southern California, is running ads and uh, on the Internet and on the radio and going to go on TV telling people that they need to save their, preserve their water, be careful with their water. Meanwhile, the hot news in uh, the California water world the last month has been an audacious proposal by the Westlands Water District to capture the largest volume of water in California history. And, of course, their water comes from Northern California, and Northern California folks are none too happy about it. You may have read in the papers last week, Senator Dianne Feinstein is leading the charge for the Westlands, uh, and what Westlands is trying to do is resolve two issues, secure a long-term water supply for the 600,000-acre district out on the west side of Fresno County and part of Kings County, and also resolve their 50-year-old drainage problem, uh, which, of course, if you've followed this issue over the years, there's a lot of salts in the shallow groundwater on the west side of the valley, and there's also selenium, a trace element, which is toxic to wildlife and caused death and devastation in uh, the birds up at the Kesterson National Wildlife Refuge 20-plus years ago. What Westlands wants to do now is take over the uh, resolution of the drainage problem. They, they claim that they have a plan that may work, even though Federal scientists have spent the last literally 50 years trying to come up with a uh, drainage solution that would keep that land in production uh, without destroying downstream resources in the Delta and elsewhere or pollute groundwater or kill wildlife. Uh, The initial Westlands proposal being floated a month ago was that they would get the water rights permit from the Bureau of Reclamation and also take control of the San Luis Reservoir. That provoked an outcry from the major environmental groups and a lot of the small groups and Northern California congressmen. And so prior to last Thursday's meeting in the Washington offices of Senator Feinstein, 
Westlands dropped those proposals and came up with an alternative plan that would guarantee them about 75% of their current contract amount, which is 1.15 million acre feet of water a year. That's enough to meet the needs of a city of 10 million people for about 500 growers. Uh, there were representatives of the environmental community at the Feinstein meeting, which the senator insisted be closed door. The press was excluded, even though uh, Senator Feinstein seems willing to spend a billion dollars of taxpayer money, she doesn't want to keep the taxpayers posted. Uh, one of the experts that uh, should have been there is Joe Scarupa. He is the uh, premier expert in the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service on selenium toxicity, and uh, he could have been present to refute any claims by Westlands that building more Kesterson-like evaporation ponds on the West Side Valley would be safe for wildlife. And, and in fairness, uh, Senator Feinstein did ask that he be there, but he was ordered by his superiors at the Department of Interior that he could not attend that meeting, and then they went ahead and told Senator Feinstein that because he was in Salt Lake City the day before and was traveling that uh, he didn't really want to try to make the meeting. I'm told on good authority by sources with Inside Interior that in fact uh, Skarupa was willing and able to attend the meeting in Feinstein's office, but that uh, the interior officials deliberately misled the senator. Let's hope when they have their next meeting in September that uh, Skarupa will be present to protect the public interest in fish and wildlife over any resolution. Now let me get into a little bit of the details of what the latest modified Westlands proposal is. One is that they would be relieved of any obligation that the federal government now feels to provide drainage to the San Luis unit. And, of course, there is a court order saying that the Bureau of Reclamation, which operates the federal irrigation plumbing system in California that delivers water, northern California water, to the west side of the valley, there's a court order saying that the Department of Interior has come up with, uh, has to come up with a drainage plan to keep the Westlands in operation. Uh, the Bureau's current estimate of supplying drainage for the Westlands is $2.6 billion. Now, ironically, the Westlands claiming that they can do the drainage, solve the drainage problem much cheaper, their proposal uh, is about one-third of what the Bureau of Reclamation. So these uh, two plans to solve the drainage problem uh, vary well over a billion dollars. And Northern California Congressman George Miller has written the Interior Department to explain why they're so far off from the Westlands settlement. So what Westlands wants out of this is approximately uh, 750,000 to 800,000 acre-feet of water a year guaranteed, and that they will then solve the drainage problem. Now, any kind of deal that's ultimately reached will require approval of Congress, so you can expect a vigorous battle. Uh, prior to last week's meeting, a coalition of 45 environmental and fishing groups in California wrote 
to Senators Feinstein and Barbara Boxer, urging that they not accept the Westlands proposal that it was um, little more than a ripoff of Northern California water that would further imperil the Delta. And, of course, we all know that the Delta is in serious ecological trouble right now with fisheries collapsing. Uh, among the criticisms of the proposed Westlands drainage solution is that there's no timeline for completion. Uh, they have not identified regional facilities with the capacity to dispose of the toxic contaminants in the drainage water, uh, or, or no, nor does it commit the Westlands to a particular method of treating the drainage water. I should probably explain for those of you unfamiliar with West Side geology, there are clay layers under the ground that block the downward percolation of applied irrigation water. And so shallow groundwater accumulates salts and minerals and it backs up to the root zone because it can't go through the clay layer and it will kill the crop. So in order to keep the land in production, you have to pump this salty shallow groundwater out of the ground and take it somewhere. The original proposal was to dump it in the Bay Delta estuary and, and have it flow out to the ocean. Bay Area interest blocked that plan. So the current plan is a combination of evaporation ponds, uh, recycling some of this water and, and some treatment. And ultimately, of course, as millions of tons of salt accumulate over the years, they will have to be taken to some safeful, safe disposal site and stored. Amongst the criticisms of the Westlands plan is that uh, their drainage solution doesn't include any performance standards, um, and if it doesn't work, uh, they'll still get their 60-year supply of water. Now, most uh, federal irrigation districts in California are now operating under 25-year contracts um, with the possibility that 25 years into the future, they would be able to renegotiate for another 25 years. What Westlands wants is a flat-out 60-year contract uh, for um, approximately 75% of their current contract amount. So that put it somewhere between 750,000 and 800,000 acre-feet of water. And, of course, an acre-foot of water is enough to cover a football field about a foot deep, and that would meet the domestic needs of two families of five for a year in Southern California, where they're actually much better about water use and conservation than we are here in the San Joaquin Valley. Uh, the Bay Institute and the Natural Resources Defense Council, the Environmental Defense Fund, now called just Environmental Defense, and the Pacific Coast Federation of Fishermen's Associations are all highly skeptical of the proposal uh, by Westlands and whether or not Feinstein should be uh, sponsoring any legislation that would give the Westlands everything they want. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, if the Bureau's proposal, the $2.6 million, I need to explain something here, $2.6 billion. The government is not actually obligated to pay for a drainage system for the Westlands. They just have to build one, and the Westlands is supposed to pay for the cost of constructing any kind of a drainage system. 
they would be given 50 years to pay off whatever it cost to build a drainage system, and that 50 years would be interest-free. Now, what Westlands also wants is 40 years after water deliveries first began in the Westlands, they still owe half a billion dollars on construction costs for the uh, delivery system, the canals that bring Northern California water into the Westlands. They were supposed to have paid the construction costs of the delivery system off at the end of their first 40-year contract, but they still owe half a billion dollars, and in exchange for taking over the drainage problem, they want the Department of Interior to forgive that half billion dollars in money that they still owe. So we will keep you posted. This is going to be a highly contentious issue. Uh, Bay Area interests are extremely concerned that um, there's already too much water from Northern California in the Delta being pumped south to meet the needs of the big industrial farms on the west side of the San Joaquin Valley and urban interest more and more uh, irrigation districts, farm water districts in this valley are starting to sell their a portion of their farm water to urban interests for projects, um, more housing developments on hillsides in Southern California. I want to return to Joe Scarupa for a minute. He was the uh, fish and wildlife biologist who was kept from participating in the Feinstein meeting last theory. He received the news on July 31st that he was not to participate in the Feinstein meeting. And ironically, on that same day, Dale Hall, director of the Fish and Wildlife Service, testified before the House Natural Resources Committee on the political influence of the Bush administration on agency science and decision-making. If you've been following this, the Bush administration has been highly criticized for making political science decisions instead of strictly scientific decisions on resource issues throughout the American West. And it's ironic that on the same day that Hall was talking about what a good job the Fish and Wildlife Service is doing on uh, drainage issues, that Joe Scarupa was being kept from participating in the Feinstein meeting on the Westlands proposal. And uh, Dale Hall, director of Fish and Wildlife, had the gall to say to the House committee, quote, science is the cornerstone of the service's work. It is what guides the agency's decision. Well, obviously, it didn't have anything to do with guiding the decision to keep Scarupa from participating. You're listening to Down in the Valley with Lloyd Carter. We're going to take a quick quick break, excuse me, and we'll be right back. This is KFCF 88.1. I'll be uh, glad to take some calls after the break if you'd like. We're at 266-8888. Give me a call if you have any questions about water battles, and we'll be back in a minute or two. Friends, you're invited to the Fresno Free College Foundation Annual Banquet. An evening with Norman Solomon, Sunday, September 9th. Norman Solomon is a nationally syndicated columnist on media and politics and director of the Institute for Public Accuracy. His current book and film is War Made Easy, How Presidents and Pundits Keep Spinning Us to Death. 
The LA Times calls Solomon a formidable thinker and activist, and the book brutally persuasive. Join us for an evening of delicious food, warm friendship, and serious ideas. You will also be treated to the music of Armin Nalbandian, one of Fresno's premier composers. It's Sunday, September the 9th at Love and Garlic, beginning at 5.30 p.m. Dinner tickets are $40 per person, and speaker-only tickets are $10 for general admission or $5 for students. Tickets are available at the movie's video shop, 1435 North Van Ness in Fresno, or call KFCF at 559-233-2221. We're back. You're listening to Lloyd Carter. This is Down in the Valley. We were talking about the Westlands in the first half of the show, and now I'm going to turn to some more statewide issues for a minute. There's a new report on out about California's beaches, and uh, no surprise, it's a ne- another record year for fouled waterways in California. There were at least 4,600 incidents of closings or advisories that occurred in California in 2006, uh, and L.A. County, as usual, leads the list. Uh, there were 2,072 incidents in California where they either ordered beaches closed because of contamination or advisories that people should not go into the water. Uh, ironically, the most polluted beach of all was Avalon Beach on Catalina Island, And, of course, uh, this may have had something to do with the fires over there. Uh, In other parts of the coastline, beach closings and advisories increased 5% in Orange County to 975 incidents, and they increased 32% in San Diego County to 714. Uh, Actually, in Avalon Beach, the problem was uh, bacterial levels exceeded national standards. More than half the time, each beach was tested. Uh, Beach closings can occur when a sewage pipe leaks or a wastewater treatment plant is overwhelmed and releases untreated water. The vast majority of unhealthy conditions, though, are caused by polluted urban runoff. William Rukeyser, spokesman for the State Water Resources Control Board, said everything from animal droppings on the street to other bacterial sources from trash or food waste end up in the ocean. Most sewage and storm drain systems are completely separate, so nothing that goes into a storm drain is treated before it exits a pipe into the ocean. So if you're going to go to Southern California, be careful if you go to the beaches because you could get sick. I mentioned in the first half of the show, Paso Robles has got his uh, its problems. First of all, they've issued uh, a warning asking residents to conserve water and are warning that mandatory um, restrictions could be imposed if the drought continues into next year. The city wants each of its 10,300 customers to conserve 40 gallons of water a day to meet the city goal of reducing consumption by 400,000 gallons daily. Now, actually, there's even worse news for Paso Robles, and it has to do with um, its uh, contaminants. It's now testing all of its wells after information released this week by the county public health department. 
suggested a local industrial company in Paso Robles may have discharged chemicals that reached soil and groundwater five years ago. The city hasn't issued any warnings to residents until uh, they find out what contaminants may be in their well water. It's unclear why the information about the toxins was withheld from the county or city for five years. Um, let's see here. A spokesman for the city or the public works department in the city, Doug Mon, said, quote, the city was blindsided by the county's release of the information. Representatives of the company, uh, which was call, call, which is called Jocelyn Sunbank LLC, did not return calls from the news media to uh, comment on this controversy. That doesn't sound too good, does it? Okay, let's turn to another problem. Oh, apparently the the uh, chemicals involved are TCE and PCE. Chlorinated solvents commonly used for dry cleaning and metal degreasing. Okay, I want to uh, come back to the San Joaquin Valley for a minute. There's another proposal by the so-called exchange contractors in uh, northwestern Fresno County and down into Merced County who used to get water out of the San Joaquin River before there was a frying dam and who now get uh, most of their water from the Delta Mendota Canal the pumps at Tracy pump water down to Mendota, and then that water flows by gravity canals northward into Central California Irrigation District and some other irrigation districts which comprise what are known as the exchange contractors because uh, 50, 60 years ago they gave up their San Joaquin River water in exchange for Delta water. <coughs> Excuse me. They now have a proposal to uh, pump up to 20,000 acre-feet of groundwater a year in their area. Uh, and basically, they want to do two things with that water. They want to recycle it, blend it with some of their Northern California water, and uh, reuse it on their fields. And they also want to sell some of that water for a proposed... Uh, major development out by uh, Highway 152 and Highway 33. I think it's called the Laguna San Luis, Villages Laguna San Luis project. And uh, the problem with pumping this shallow groundwater, of course, is that uh, it's pretty salty. It doesn't have a lot of selenium in it, but it is salty and uh, pumping that shallow groundwater is a way of relieving the drainage problem in their particular area by recycling this water. Uh, the concern that the, that the Depart California Department of Fish and Game has <coughs> is that um, they're also going to deliver up to 3,000 acre-feet of water a year to the villages of Laguna San Luis Community Plan Project, which is in the San Luis Water District, it includes 6,214 acres west of Interstate 5 along state routes 33 and 152 in western Merced County in the unincorporated village of Santanella. Uh, this project will substantially increase. I'm going to take a shot of water here. Hold on. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of people out there if you're going to build 
hundreds and hundreds of homes on 6,200 acres, and that's going to be a major impact on not only wildlife in that area, but ultimately it could cause wastewater problems and many other problems for wildlife. So Fish and Wildlife is asking the exchange contractors to do what they call a CEQA document, California Environmental Quality Act, which requires much more uh, intensive, what's the word I want? They need to do a more careful analysis of what the impacts of this groundwater pumping and uh, permit, permitting this giant new project out there near Interstate uh, 5 on um, 152 and Highway 33. So we will keep you posted on that one. I have a little bit more bad news, of course, for the last year, the fate of the Delta smelt, a tiny little fish in the Delta, which this spring caused a halt of the state water pumps at Tracy and the federal pumps uh, operated by the Bureau of Reclamation also slowed down a little bit because the these big pumps that put the waters into the canal and send them south grind up these small fish and the delta smelt in itself is a fairly insignificant little fish it would appear but in reality it's quite critical to the food chain and when you take away the food source of bigger fish pretty soon lots of other fish start disappearing up the food chain now we have a problem with the so-called long fin smelt, which is a cousin of the delta smelt. Uh, environmentalists are concerned that the long fin felt long fin, excuse me, long fin smelt is also uh, dropping to record low populations. So the Bay Institute and other environmental groups. Um, want the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to list the long fin smelt as an endangered species, which the Delta smelt already is. Um, a similar petition was filed for the long fin smelt in 1993, but it was denied. The Fish and Wildlife Service under the Bush administration, I predict, are highly unlikely to classify the long fin smelt as um, endangered or even threatened and, and given the record of that agency under the Bush administration uh, it doesn't surprise me okay well, we've got a couple of minutes left and in the last three minutes I want to talk about some good news it's not all bad uh, the city of Pacifica where I used to live 30 years ago, uh, has launched a major recycling program. Uh, treated wastewater will now be used to uh, provide water for toilets, sinks, and, uh, excuse me, wa water from toilet sinks and showers will now be used to irrigate the Sharp Park Golf Course. Uh, up to 300,000 gallons of treated wastewater a day will be used not only to treat golf courses, but uh, uh, landscape and even some non-food farmland in areas around uh, Pacifica. So it, it is enlightening and enheartening to see that uh, many communities around California are understanding the uh, significance of recycling a lot of water 
even though we wouldn't necessarily want recycled water that we drank, it, in many cases, as long as it's treated and safe, it can be used for many things, uh, such as landscaping, such as golf courses or large uh, expanses of uh, lawn, let's say, in uh, parking strips or along uh, medians of roadways, you could use recycled water safely without hurting anything. And I would encourage uh, our communities here in the San Joaquin Valley to follow that standard. I'm going to now, in the last minute, mention one more uh, problem. Uh, Half Moon Bay, many of you have probably been there. There's a place called uh, Venice Beach. It turns out Half Half Moon Bay's Venice Beach is one of the most polluted beaches in the United States. The uh, testing of the water there at Venice Beach at Half Moon Bay turned up that in uh, 57% of the 35 tests conducted in 2006, the water at the beach violated public health standards. Uh, The problem in Half Moon Bay, as in many coastal cities, was faulty sewage systems, aging and deteriorating sewage system, contaminated runoff, and urban development. Um, So not a very good sign for Half Moon Bay. San Francisco fared a little better. Uh, The water off Aquatic Park and Chrissy Field in San Francisco only uh, tested uh, bad for bacteria at 13% of the time. Uh, So it was a little better than Half Moon Bay. Okay, we've reached the end of our show. You're listening to Lloyd Carter. This is Down in the Valley, and we air on the second Friday of each month. I hope you'll tune in next month. Please use water carefully and wisely. We live in a desert, and there's only so much available. Thanks for listening. Yeah, B in Berkeley and KFCF in Fresno.